Manimal here. It's Tuesday, November 7th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, we're going to talk about managerial changes. We've got free agents that got qualifying offers. We're also going to talk about Rangers awards. We're also going to talk about Rangers free agents, and we've got a little bit of down on the farm for you on the big show today. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. I don't know, but I think we're like the world championship podcast or something like that. We're, we have to, we're up to work on that one. This is your boy, Kev, AKA YBK, Kevin Frazier. Man, oh man, we're still rolling off this high of uh, being the world champs of the major leagues. We have a banner in that new stadium. Couldn't couldn't get through a show for probably the next year without mentioning it. Don't forget to check me out on social media. Kevin Lee Frazier, that is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can check out Texas Rangers with the boys on social media, TX Rangers, WTV. Don't forget to check out that website. Texas Rangers with the boys.com. Yeah, that's just one word. And joining me, the true driving force behind the podcast, the uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the the baseball savant of the now I'm gonna have to say Metroplex, the 300 pound animal, aka bull. How long did you spend putting together these? notes for today and how you doing and where can they find you on social yeah i don't know you know i mean after you texted me that you'd be ready in 45 minutes i started working on it and neighbor came by and we indulged so yeah maybe 15 20 minutes no was that not what you were looking for i mean you know I, no I, I, I don't know you there's know, no way i don't hour, believe it i just don't just believe it just some, you know, just some stuff that's important, kind of, you know, nothing too over the top. We're not going to go in and start talking about how uh, Drew Smiley picked up his option with the Cubs. And, you know, we're not going to get into stuff like that. I mean, I don't have it. I mean, I can't imagine that any of our new friends that are listening to this show care about that. Uh, but, you know, we will get into these manager changes and you know, I got some of those things. But, you know, first I have to let everybody know that I'm doing fine, doing good. In fact, you know, uh, I heard this thing that uh, a week ago, the Rangers won the World Series. Man, man, oh, man. You know what's crazy? It did. That happened. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm shocked every time I hear it. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm overjoyed every time I hear it. And um, there's probably going to be a, a lot of obnoxious talk about the 2023 World Series for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting past the fact that they've won. And now that we're on to the offseason and that there's stuff that we have to talk about today that's going to involve quite a few of those guys that we really liked all season. And, uh, you know, and and maybe some of them will be back and maybe some of them won't. And, you know, and we, we go on to a new group of 26 dudes that we love next year and, 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 you know, it's just one of those crazy things where, it, you know, that's how baseball is a complete circle. But we do know for 
eight more years, we've got Corey Seager. And for five more years, then we've got Marcus Simeon. And, uh, you know, Dolly's got Arbeers and and uh, DeGrom is a Texas Ranger as soon as he gets healthy. So hopefully, you know, that's within the, you know, next year's time frame. So it's just crazy. I mean, like, I've been you, – you get so used to these guys and we love them all and – you know, if Travis Jankowski never plays another game as a Texas Ranger, we'll always remember how important he was to that 2023 World Championship team and how much time we spent talking about a guy like Robbie Grossman, who nobody wanted until February, and he came in and he was a professional the whole year. And when they when it got to a point where he was just hitting left-handed pitchers, he went out there, he did his job when he was supposed to. It's just, you know, you love those guys so much, but, you know, we turned the page these last couple of days as we get into free agency and some of those guys aren't going to be here next year. And, and uh, I'm, I'm rambling on about stuff that we're going to talk about in the show. So I'm going to tell everybody X Manimal bull Instagram, Manimal 300 and both Facebook and TikTok bull pro. So find me on those socials. Thanks to everybody that's reached out. I appreciate everybody. We see the comments on, uh, on the podcast when people, post them but we can't like reply to them or anything like that so just know that if you reach out to us it's appreciated and that we're uh, reading them and that we're we're thankful for your listenership and that uh, you're enjoying what we do here absolutely um couldn't agree with you more are you ready to go around the league there is so much stuff lots of manager stuff today right lots of stuff to talk about and i think some of it like We'll get as to as much of it as we can today. Uh, we will have, I think, our normal day off tomorrow, and then whatever. If we have, we might have some left, some meat left on the bone here to talk a little more about this stuff uh, on our next episode because I have a feeling uh, some of this stuff's going to be pretty Ranger relevant, even though it seems like it's around the league. But let me uh, let me kind of tee you up for a few things here and there. I think the big news of the day, maybe in all of the around the league, even superseding these amazing free agents that are uh, that are that were made qualifying offers today, but Craig Council, uh, a guy we talked about, uh, the highest off- paid manager in baseball now. Yeah, we we talked about him off air because we were kind of going through kind of like who our possible unsung heroes might be um, in this World Series, and Jankowski was right at the top of that list. And we were bringing up Craig Council because guy that he kind of yeah he kind of has that kind of approach at the plate and plays wherever you need him. Uh, Council he's in with the Chicago Cubs, who I thought their managerial job was probably pretty safe with David Ross and how well he had done this year with uh, the guys that he had and what he did on the north side of Chicago this year and almost got him into a playoff uh, run and it just didn't kind of happen there at the end of the year, but. Uh, it looks like David Ross is out and uh, Craig Council is in and uh, Chicago made him the highest paid manager in baseball. I want to say it was five and 40 on that contract. So that's a, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty, pretty big contract for a, a, a manager. And uh looks like he's going to, he's going to uh, lead the, the North Siders next year up there at Wrigley. Wild, just absolutely wild. I mean, cause I felt like the Cubs kind of like overachieved a little bit this year. I didn't feel like they had like a a bad year or anything. Did no, you? I, I mean, I thought the they were. I thought they were kind of a 
Uh, you know, like I know they had some guys and they went out and signed Bellinger and we'll talk about him later. But, you know, I mean, it didn't seem like they were just the type of team. I mean, I, I know they've made minor moves here and there and a lot of them haven't worked with injuries and stuff. But, uh, you know, I thought Chicago did a really good job and they're doing a good job at developing players. And, and you'll see we'll see what they do this offseason and what kind of position they put council in uh, come February. Yeah, just a really interesting. I, I just thought that was really interesting. I don't know how else to to put very, that. Very, very. It's but, a but, crazy. It's kind of a, some just some crazy off season hot stove stuff that started before really hot stove season really gets underway. Yeah. Um. So D backs, I believe they extend Lavello. Is that? Yeah, Tori right Lavello. Tori Lavello is going to be in uh, Arizona now through 2026. And he's been there a long time and he went through the rebuild with them and they're letting him uh, reap the benefits of his hard work after Matt Williams and some of the uh, guys that they had hired in the past. And, and, you know, he's doing a really good job there and we saw it all uh, postseason. And, you know, I mean, we knew it was coming, uh, you know, I mean, not that I was willing to put a thousand bucks on them winning the National League, but I was definitely willing to put twenty and make sure that uh, you know because I I had a you know that fair amount of confidence in them. But but anyways, Lavolo he's gonna he's gonna be there for a while longer, and and you know I look forward to seeing what the Diamondbacks do next year and how those guys develop that they've got the young guys and and how that pitching staff continues to put together with Fott and and some of the pieces behind Kelly and Gallon. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, really, and, and as, a, as a Ranger, you know, as a Ranger fan, and, and I don't want to get too much off on a tangent here, but, but it's going to be interesting to see what the Diamondbacks do, if they build on this or if they kind of just, like, kind of do that thing the teams do where they, like, hang back. <laughs> And like yeah, get a little we'll too. just repeat exactly with everything we had last year, and just and just uh, we don't need a whole lot. Kind of uh, yeah, they'll the be they'll be interesting. They'll be interesting this off season because when you do put together a run like that, you normally want to try and capitalize on it a little bit. And I can't imagine their ownership wouldn't be willing to spend a little bit. I mean, you know, a great stadium out there. They put a lot of people in it all on a regular basis, and you know, it, it's a good place to go and get out of the heat in the desert there. So, you know, you gotta, they gotta capitalize on it and hopefully they do. And hopefully you see them be a good team with Gallon and Kelly and those guys for a, a lot of years. Yeah. And, 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 but you kind of saw like Seattle was a little bit of a, was a team where they kind of put a lot out there one year and then the next year they kind of just. They didn't do Yeah. They didn't do a good job in the off season last year. I thought they panicked and made some moves that were, weren't real great moves. And then they sent Seawald away at the all-star or at the trade deadline. And uh, yeah, the Seattle, I mean, the, the fact that they were in the position they were in the last uh, couple of weeks of the season is a testament to how much they could have done. Right. Right. Uh, one more, couple of quick uh, notes on a couple of other managers. So we had um, Carlos Mendoza. Uh, I didn't tee that up right there. The Mets, the Mets, uh, with a new manager. <laughs> yeah, they hired Carlos Mendoza. He was the Yankees bench coach. I mean, that's a a very, very New York Mets thing to do is hire uh, the Yankees bench coach and bring him across town to see what he can do. And, uh, you know, I mean, big shoes to fill behind Buck Walter, but, you know, the, uh, the Mets are going to probably do everything in their power to get him 
in a position to be successful and and we'll just kind of see what he does with it interesting and then the guardians uh they make a move as well yeah this one was this one's interesting to me um because he's kind of that guy that you think of when you think of like who would be a uh, really good manager in major league baseball as a player the last oh four or five years because i know he's been retired a couple of years now but steven steven vote uh yeah he was a uh yeah, he caught for the uh, the A's for a lot of years, and I want to say even you know even in those really lean years, he he played there and retired there at the end, and uh, you know he just he just seems like he's a really smart ball player, and he and he you know seems like he's the type of guy that could manage a clubhouse and be really good for a lot of guys, and you know like the biggest trait that he has that we all love so much about managers is you know backup catchers are like the primary you know primary guys you look for when you go for a manager and he's he fits that mold to a t yeah catcher backup catchers seem to be manager material austin hedges anybody uh, but yeah, hey, maybe down the road hey he didn't even file for bank or for free agency i mean he likes it here so much that he may just be staying here to be the mascot like you wanted Hey, bro, we have a whole we have a whole thing about that, and and if we do find the time to do it, we are we're going to talk about that. But um, one more quick around the league. Let's talk a little. And I think this is a I think this is a I'm breaching a conversation that I think we're going to probably have uh, for for a little while. And that is the seven qualifying offers were made to the. Uh, to seven qualifying to offers agents, were made yeah. to free agents today, and, and let's let's talk about it. Okay, so last year when we started the show, it was the day that where guys were had the chance to uh, accept that qualifying offer. We saw Jock Peterson and we saw Martin Perez accept that offer. Well, this year we will not be seeing anyone accept that offer. Yeah, all seven of these guys are guys that uh, are going to get someone a draft pick regardless and they're not going to hurt themselves by not taking it because it's Shohei Otani who the Angels can't give up nothing for you know they got to they got to give that extension or they extend that qualifying offer because you know they missed an opportunity to trade him at the end of the year last year and uh, stuck with him and tried to make some things happen and it failed and and he ended up spending the last month of the year on the DL um but anyways uh, Otani uh, Cody Bellinger, who no surprise there when he opted out of his contract yesterday or Sunday. Uh, Matt Chapman from the Blue Jays. Uh, he's going to be a commodity. I mean, he's inconsistent and he struggles and he is great, and the, but he's a good defensive third baseman. He won a gold glove and he's going to probably win more in the future. Uh, Sonny Gray, no doubt. I mean, he's up for Cy Young candidate. Um, this year in in the American League, so there's no doubt he was going to get a qualifying offer. Josh Hader and Blake Snell from the Padres, both guys that Blake Snell's up for a Cy Young. Josh Hader is probably a top five closer in all of the game, so he's going to get he's going to get that uh, um, Diaz type money from the Mets a couple of years ago, and then Aaron Nola from the Phillies, who will uh, you know also command a large contract in this off season. And he's going to get, you know, six and one fifty or something, something similar to that. And then those are all guys that I don't see them uh, returning to their, their team. 
And I also uh, think that a lot of the reason, you know, Hayter, Snell, the Padres just uh, took a $50 million loan out, so they're not going to spend money on those guys, so they need to get young guys back. I've seen that the Phillies are going to let Nola walk. So, um, the Twins may or may not sign, re-sign Sonny Gray, but I doubt the Blue Jays signed Chapman, and I would be shocked if the Cubs or Angels signed Bellinger or Otani. So let me let me ask you real quick though, because I feel like again, not everybody, uh, may, and maybe maybe you guys are are smarter uh, than me, but you know, help us kind of understand what it means to make a qualifying offer. And just a real briefly, like, what does this process kind of look like? So it's kind of like the idea of what a guy would get over the course if he's an average guy that you're going to offer a qualifying offer to. Like what that guy would kind of average on getting on the open market. And they set that number somewhere. I think this year it's like $20.5 million. Right. I saw that. And okay. So what you can do is... Anybody that's a free agent that wasn't traded midseason, which is why Jordan Montgomery wasn't offered a, a qualifying offer by the Rangers. Um, but as long as they're not traded midseason or any kind of release or anything like that, they can be or haven't been offered one and accepted it before in the past. You can offer one out. And uh, what basically the case is, is if they don't accept the offer sheet, and they sign somewhere else, you get an extra draft pick. And that team that lost their draft pick, that team that signs him loses their draft pick, and you get a pick later on in that that same round. Okay, so, like, like let's run this scenario through here. Let's say the Rangers go after Aaron Nola or, say, Blake Snell – what is that pro? So, so they did not make. So these teams, they made the offer to these guys, or they didn't make an offer. They they made this qualifying offer, and basically they make it for them to reject it. So when they don't resign them, they get a, a draft. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Right. Okay. So, like, if the Rangers were to sign, let's just say Otani, for example, if uh-huh. they were to sign Otani, their second round draft pick like that went to the Mets this year for DeGrom mm-hmm. would go to the angels for Otani. And then if they were to say, sign Josh Hader on top of Shohei Otani, then the third draft pick, the third round draft pick would go to the Padres and then they would lose both their second and third draft pick. And it would be like the last two years where when they signed Seager and um, Simeon, or maybe it, it might not have been Simeon. It might have been John Gray. I'm not 100% sure on that. But when they signed those two guys, they lost their second and third round draft picks, which is why they went up and took Rocker and then got Porter to come behind it. And then last year, they were in a position where they were uh, going to pick fairly high in the draft no matter what. So they went ahead, signed DeGrom, signed Yavaldi, lost two draft picks, and then they picked first and third – or in the first and fourth round again last year in the draft. And if they were to do it again, they would lose second and third round draft picks. And I think you can only lose two. Oh, okay. Okay. So just, I, thank you for that because it, I kind of knew, but it's like, I'm thinking I'm a podcast host and I don't know a hundred percent. 
So that way, make sure everybody kind of gets a general idea of what the deal is here. And so basically, these guys are are all going to end up out on the market. Most likely. And that's why I like a guy like Martin Perez last year when it was offered to him. You know, like he's probably getting three and 60 no matter what at, at the at his top level. So you mm-hmm. take the one year bet on yourself. If it doesn't work out, it, it, it goes like it did this year. You know, and, and the Rangers, they know that they're not going to put three years on Martin Perez now. And, uh, and, you know, he'll have a chance somewhere else to get a couple of years, even though he struggled this year. But he'll always okay. have that $20 million that they gave him last year. Yeah, that, that, money, will, that. that money will always be there. <laughs> always, always. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, great. So before we move on, um, I feel I like... Tell people, yeah, I go gotta ahead. tell people that on December 1st, which is a Friday night in Fort Worth, Texas... At the Martin House Brewing Company over in Fort Worth, off of Sylvania and 121, Matt Warpro, in conjunction with Deaf Breath Entertainment and Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, are bringing you the Winter Classic. Mm. It's a tag team tournament. The tag teams will be decided at random, and they're just going to put all the names in a in a thing, and then that's who they'll pick out, and then you tag with the person that picks out. Beautiful, beautiful. And then the winner of the tournament will hoist the Winter Classic Cup, and their name will be on that forever. They carry it for a full year, and next year when we do it again, we'll see who wins at that time. I'm still hoping. You know, I got a new hope for my tag team partner here. Oh, really? You know, you think I would want to go in the in the Brick Savage, Damo McCullough, Big Dudes okay. idea? I think I'm going to go... In a completely opposite direction. I want to go 180. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say, it. Don't, pick... say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Can I guess? Yes. I'm going to guess. Let me guess. Dante Leon. No. Okay. You're thinking You're thinking with the wrong thing. I'm thinking I'm going to go <laughs> from big men to big women. Oh, are you thinking? And Morgan uh, Mercy. Morgan Mercy. going to win that tournament. That's where I'm thinking right now. That's where my mind is at. That's where we're going with. So on Friday, December 1st, you better come out and watch me win that tournament. It probably won't be Morgan Mercy. That's just a me, you know, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's going to be the the key and beating up on Brick and those guys. And they're going to find out how big and bad she is, you know. So Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, she's pretty invincible, man. She's about as bad as they come. None of those women can do anything, so we're going to have to find out what the men can do. And, I mean, if I, if she's going to have a tag team partner, it might as well be me. I think that would be a heck of a team, too, man. I, I, I really do think you guys would actually have a great – there's there's a lot of chem- – there could be some good chemistry there. Um, yeah, don't forget to come out August or December 1st, August. December 1st, Martin House Brewing. I love it because everyone's going to be – uh, everyone is going to be out at uh, the big show. We're going to have the beer, Starry's ice cream, food trucks on site. So you got to come out, body slammer beer, get you one at the show, get you four or eight to take home, and we'll see you at the wrestling matches on a Saturday, on Friday, December 1st. Love it, love it, love it. So let's do what we do best, and let's talk Rangers baseball a uh, lot, of, lot of meat on the bone here, man. A lot, lot to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think we're at a spot now where, you know, we got to talk about Simeon and Seeger first. First time in the history of 
the Texas Rangers organization. They have two finalists in the the top three vote getters of the MVP. They did have a three and five one year with, I think, Hamilton and Beltre in 2011. But this is the first time that they'll have two guys in that front voting. I don't think either one of them are going to win the MVP, but it's, it, it's pretty, it's pretty nice. Like maybe you take the two of them combined and we got better than Otani, right? Well, I mean, I'll say this though. I'm going to, I'm going to hold out hope. And you know why? I'm going to hold out hope for a couple of reasons. First reason is, is it would be a huge upset if Seager won this MVP over Otani, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously. Well, nobody was picking the Rangers to win the World Series this year. Nobody. Nobody. Rangers won the World Series. So no. there's, a, there's a chance that's, that an upset can happen. So there's, there's my, there's my kind of my, my one – my ace in the hole is I, I think that there's a chance that it could happen. And I think that that's, that's my big, my big hope is that we have another upset this year. Uh, there were some interesting moves that got made across uh, the, the gold gloves and some of these voting. So everything like, let's just use Josh Young, for example. I mean, the probability of him being a finalist for rookie of the year was really, really high, but yet he wasn't. Yeah. And I think it really with Josh young. And when we, we, you know, talking about him, let's not take anything away from the the rookie season, the rookie campaign that he had this year, because it was fantastic. Sure. And Josh young was, uh, was well on his way to winning a rookie of the year, but that injury happened at at what uh, you couldn't, you know, any worse time for him. And, you know, when you think about it, uh, at the end of the day, it would have been nice to have a rookie of the year award and that extra draft pick in the first round by developing a rookie of the year. But it just, it didn't happen for Young. He got hurt at the wrong time of the year. And, you know, he had a tremendous season. He's a world champion. And, you know, I mean, I think that's going to feel a lot nicer because there, there's going to be a lot of time for Josh Young to win a, a gold glove or or be you know, uh, an MVP candidate even maybe, you know, so we'll, we'll just kind of see, you know, down the road how things go for him. But, you know, I mean, I don't think he's going to lose too much sleep over it because, you know, when you win a world series, uh, you, you don't have a lot of thoughts about those, those other awards, individual awards are great. But if you saw as much Ranger baseball as I did this year, and I know you did, that this was a team effort and, and they're happy for each other. Simeon and Seeger are happy for each other being in that uh, MVP voting together. And, you know, I mean, Young's happy for the guys like Simeon, Seeger and Boach that are going to be finalists here coming up this week. And you never know, uh, Silver Sluggers are around the corner as well. So uh, no telling how it ends up for these guys before the ball's said and done. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, real quick, did we mention that uh, Bruce Bochy is uh, in the running for manager of the year? Yeah, and I don't know that he's going to win it. I know that the, the the writers, they love their Orioles and they love their devil rays and stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Bochy's going to win that thing, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by anything that happens with Bruce, Bruce Bochy because, you know, I'm in – 
you knew how fired up we were when they hired him here. We watched him for a full season and we watched him, you know, manage his tail off to get this thing in a, in a spot to win a world championship. And, and after losing 93 games and coming in here, I know that there's a lot of money spent on this team, but money don't mean nothing. It doesn't mean you're going to win. Look at the Mets. Look at the Yankees. They spent lots of money, too, and things didn't go right for them. You know, Scherzer spent some time on the DL for them early. For the Yankees, it was it was Carlos Rodon, who we really wanted to bring here to Texas last offseason. And, you know, so – but Boach did a great job. He was a tremendous uh, asset to this club all season long, and I heard today that he did confirm it, even though we kind of confirmed it after the parade, that he is coming back for 2024, and, and I couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah, that is that, that right there is about the most exciting news that we could possibly get. Um, of course, we, we love the um, – we love all the awards and we love all that stuff. And we think that's all fine and that's all cool. But at the end of the day, uh, we got to have Bochi back next year. Uh, I think, I think we, we, we owe ourselves another, uh, another crack at it and another crack at having him uh, in that, uh, in that manager role. And, and again, I, I want to see uh, what the, what the Rangers well, do. And like he said a million times when in press conferences and when he's doing interviews with radio stations around the town and around the, uh, the, the country, is that this feeling of winning and all of that, it never gets old and it never, you never get tired of doing it. So, um, you know, even though, even though he's done it a lot in the past and, you know, he didn't come here to spend three years just sitting on the, on the, uh, on the stoop collecting a payday. He's, he came here to win and that's what he's done so far. And I mean, that's why he's uh, right there in the running with, uh, with Hyde and cash for that, uh, that manager of the year position. or award. Oh, I want to see him win it. I think he deserves to win it. I know it's a long shot. But I'm just I'm just wearing my fan on my sleeve right now, and just telling you what I want to see happen. Rightfully so. <laughs> well, let's shift gears, man. There's so much to talk about. Um, well, actually, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Do you want to talk about the young cats, or do you want to talk about these free agents? How about I keep the fall league stuff real quick? Okay, go for it. Okay, so last night, Arizona Fall League All-Star Game, the Rangers had three participants from their minor league uh, uh, farm. Uh, Liam Hicks started at catcher, and uh, Liam Hicks had a tremendous Arizona Fall League. He hit about 485, and he had an ops of uh, of 1.044 or something like that. It was, it was tremendous uh, and made the All-Star Game, walked – double the amount of times that he struck out and had several four hit games. So very deserving of Liam Hicks to make that uh, all-star team. But I want to talk about Emiliano Teoda and Anthony Hoopy Tuyo Natoa. Those guys, we've talked about these guys every time we have minor league talk, we talk about these guys and how important they're going to be at some point for this team. Toyota throws 102, 103 miles an hour. He has a big time hammer curveball. And Hupitui Natoa, another guy that throws good gas, and he's got a couple of out pitches on the back end of it. And both of those guys went through the entire regular season of the fall league and didn't give up one run, either one of them. Wow. 
And Toyota did give up a run last night in the Fall League All-Star game. But if you go over the course of the whole season, those guys, their strikeout numbers were 2-1. to one. Two and the Toas were like 9-1. to one. It was outrageous. They played so well um, this, this Fall League. And, I mean, there's no doubt that Toyota's probably going to go on the uh, um, 40-man in the next couple of weeks. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see – Hupitui and Natoa start his season next year in Frisco, but there's a possibility they'll start in Hickory and then move up to Frisco as the season goes along. But these are guys that when we talk about we need back of the end, back end of the bullpen help that are going to throw hard and throw hammers. Those are the type of guys that I'm talking about. And now back to you. Well, Tui, Tui on Natoa, who uh, I jokingly um, called uh, Tunga Vailoa, all uh, all year long in in joking fashion but he's kind of been on the he's kind of been on our radar to possibly be on that 40 man roster um but it's actually great to hear that Teodos kind of worked his way as well into that slot because he wasn't quite as much on the on, well, you know he was being developed as a starter and I think we found out in the fall league that his calling is going to be bullpen Okay, well, and that's that's good news, you know, because knowing a role and knowing knowing like what you're going to be doing, um, is is extremely important as well. So it's and and again, right now, like the way that this team is kind of shaping up, if you're going to contribute, even if you're long term, maybe um, like let's just say your long term trajectory is going to be as a starting pitcher, chances are that. That's it's not going to work that be... way all the time. Yeah, you got to no. really be a prospect, prospect, and become a, a starting pitcher in the big leagues, or you have to do something extra extraordinary, kind of like what Cody Bradford did this year at like Triple A to even get that thought. Yeah, you you got to do something out of the ordinary, or you got to catch like catch kind of lightning in a bottle type situation, like uh, like Dane Dunning, who yeah. kind of you know took it and ran with it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, not to belabor the point here, um, moving on free to agents. free agents. There's lots of guys. I mean, the Rangers, their 40-man is sitting at 34 right now. So, you know, if I mean, as many guys as they had on the IL that are coming off to be free agents, that there are a lot of them. And uh, Raldis Chapman, uh, Martin Perez, Brad Miller, uh, Robbie Grossman, Chris Stratton, Travis Jankowski, Jay Godorizzi, um, Jordan Montgomery, Will Smith, Mitch Garver, and Ian Kennedy is uh, a free agent, but he has elected to retire. So, um, and I and, and at some point I would assume Hedges will add to that list, but so far he hasn't elected free agency. So maybe he is going to maybe he'll be just captain next year. I would I I would love to have Austin Hedges back in whatever capacity that it works out. And again, he's a team guy. Uh, he he knows he knows what's going on here. Like he knows that that there's probably not going to be a spot for him on the roster necessarily. But um, I think guys like that, and, and you kind of heard my, I had my two cents. You know, I gave I gave my two cents. Uh, but I think I think you need guys like this, you know. Like I don't. Well, yeah, just... and I mean, and and you find those guys as the season goes on as well. Um, so when, when you lose a guy like, like, uh, Hedges, 
Right, right. Well, so, and you'd like to think that, but but uh, let's let me let me run over the list here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just get a quick quick knee jerk response. Give me a no. Well, I'll give you my no or yes, and you give me your no or yes on whether you think that these players are going to be back. Not whether you want them back, but if you think they'll be back. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start out with – I'm just going to go through the list. Uh, Chapman. No. Yes. Perez. No. no. Miller. No. no. Grossman. No. no. Stratton. No. No. Jankowski. No. no. Odorizzi, definitely no. no. Montgomery, yes. I'd like for him to be back. You got to um, give me a no I, or yes. I, I want to say yes. Yes. Uh, Will Smith, no. No. Uh, Mitch Carver, no. Mm. I want to say yes, but I think the answer is probably no. I'm going to say yes. Um, and then obviously we know Ian Kennedy. So, my two yeses were Chapman and Garver, where we agreed pretty much across the board. I still wouldn't. Yeah, I, did, I mean, a lot of these guys just they could be back. I'm not saying that they won't be back. I just don't think they will be, in my opinion. Um, but I don't think that it's off the table that a lot of these guys could be back. I mean, the only ones I would say that are definitely off the table for sure, for sure, Brad Miller, right. Jake Odorizzi. Will Smith and probably Robbie Grossman, but and maybe Martin Perez, but you know there's a possibility they got six spots on the on the on the forty man, but the, I I feel like Hedges and Bush are probably going to get be off of those before they start making moves on their uh, Rule Five guys. Yeah, I think the Rule Five is going to tell us a lot. I think that's going to be a big one because yeah, because some of the, there's I, some I feel good like, names on that. You know, because there's some guys that they left off of there the last year that they got lucky with, uh, Antoine uh, Kelly. Uh, or Kelly, yeah, so he'll probably have to go on there this year. And, you know, they're wasting options on some of these guys that weren't ready this year, and who knows what the move will be uh, this offseason. So you heard it here, guys. Uh, one quick just disclaimer. We, I, I want, I'm going to say, personally, you know, I, I want – Garver back. I want Grossman back. I want Jankowski back. Now these are guys that are I feel like Chapman as well are kind of on the fence kind of guys that I want back but I just want to see the Rangers do the right thing and at least make these guys an offer that's realistic to what their role is going to be and if they've got something better out there and they've got to go do what's best for them by all means do so I just want to at least see us make an effort to keep these guys on the team. Absolutely. And I don't hate really any one-year contract. No, I never hate one-year contracts, especially for veteran outfielders. I think those no are, those those are one year. Yeah, veteran outfielders to me are 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 great. Uh are great. They're just great contracts to me. That's my my humble opinion. Um well, I'm going to jump in here and tell you guys real quick about our exclusive content we gave him a little tonight right a little teoda yeah Juliana toa a little uh, the light liam hicks so yeah and and these guys are guys that are if you've been if you've if you've been subscribing these are no these are these are familiar names to you um especially to Toa, especially hicks they've been guys that we've been talking about really all year 
And and if if you listen to the show, I'm grilling uh, I'm grilling Bull like over and over about these guys and trying to find out a little bit more about them because again, I don't know it nearly as much as he does about uh, each individual player. And you'll find out a lot about their makeup, what they do well why we think they're going to be who they're going to be. So if you want to know more about these Rangers and you want to know about their minor league system, uh, if you want to be in the know, you don't want to be shocked when uh, these guys come up and make huge contributions like they did this year. For $1.99, just go to our website, texasrangerswiththeboys.com. All one word. Or go to our website and you can subscribe. They make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. I'm serious. Go subscribe yeah, today and, and give us – and if you want to wait and, and, and just get the, give, give it another week, we're, we're, not, we're not desperate, but I'm telling you we're going to probably drop one of these first uh, content-loaded episodes over the weekend, and I'm going to tell you right now it's going to be loaded with three times the amount up. of content. Yeah, it's going to have three times the amount of content that it does time frame. So if it's a 45-minute show – you can guarantee you that's almost three three hours worth of content. Um, Forty five minutes. Real quick, I, uh, when you were tell when you said the website, I, I was blanked out because I was thinking about Toyota and Hoopy Tui on a Toa, and all I could think was hundred and hammers, hundred and hammers, hundred and hammers. <laughs> so that's how important that is in the bullpen, and I love it that they're developing guys like that, and hope these guys pan out. Hey, so also another question: what what for for the for the peanut gallery here? What is Ooh. a hammer? It's a big time breaking ball, either like a big curve ball that that drops twelve six, eleven five, something like that, or or a breaking ball like a sweeper that breaks off the page, or a slider that moves so much. You know, just something that it's just something that like keeps guys off their fastball and allows them to get out when they need it and out pitches. Awesome. So thank you for uh, letting us know about that. Hey, real quick uh, before we jump out of here, I had one quick question. So is there any, you know, within this week, like any upcoming dates that we need to be aware of, you know, between now and the end of the week? Well, yesterday, basically free agency started. Um, guys are still kind of making decisions on uh, options and stuff as of today. That all kind of ends within the next couple of days. And then on the 14th, guys have to decide on whether they're going to take that qualifying offer and then teams have to start putting guys on their 40 men to avoid the rule five. Oh, so, so when do guys have to, when do teams have to start putting people on their 40 man roster? What's that day? Um, there isn't a date, but they have to have them on there by the, uh, I, I want to say it's like 4 PM central on uh, November 14th, November 14th. So really teams right now, they got about a week to make some major decisions absolutely uh, on these players. And I'm telling you guys, like, and I can't wait to talk about it. Oh, that. And and one thing that I learned last year about during this process was that it also informs some of these, these wonky moves that teams make. And you go, why did they do this? Why did, why would the team do this? Why would they let that guy go? Why would they not hold on to that guy? And a lot of it comes down to the fact that they had to make a decision between a veteran player or this young, this young uh, prospect Absolutely. that they're really high on. And like we lost, like we saw last year with Mason Englert uh, losing him. Um, it, it's a big deal because he went yeah, out and started for, for Detroit all year long. Because that's a guy that you felt like he could develop at round rock or I mean at Frisco this year and be ready 
as early as maybe midseason next year, and you've kind of found out that Detroit was able to put him in good spots this year and get the absolute most that they possibly could out of him. Yeah, and they felt the same way that we did about him. So um, so thank you for that extra info, guys. I, I know if it's valuable to me on here, I know it's got to be valuable to you guys. So, again, Bull, thanks for all your uh, for all the effort that you make, making sure that we stay up to date on everything. Don't forget to check us out on social media, TXRangersWTB. Don't forget to check out our website one more time, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. One word. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to our exclusive content there, $1.99 a month for all things uh, uh, Rangers Minor League. And then also uh, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite, uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. I want to give a big shout out to you, Google podcasters who have started to pick up the show. So welcome. Uh, And also again, welcome to all of our new listeners. Again, if you're a veteran Texas Rangers with the boys listeners, bear with us sometimes because a lot of you guys know this jargon and know this lingo, but maybe some of our new listeners don't. And we, and we may have sure. and and we may have something special for some of our big time fans this off season. Yeah, I, I think I think we are. I think we're gonna have some pretty cool special things coming up. We have some neat ideas to maybe help you guys get more engaged with the show. So uh, you know, like I said, keep keep us up to date, keep listening in. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out us, check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out. I think I already did this, didn't I? You did this. Yeah, I we did can this just already. go on home. Let's take it home for the 300 hey, the Rangers. Minutes. The Rangers are the World Series champs. Rangers are world champs, guys. Let's not forget about that. Oh, my goodness. Don't make me get loud and wake up my baby. Anyways, Texas Rangers, world champions. We're, are we world champions, too? I think so. Is everybody kinda, in Texas. Everybody I, in Texas but Houston. Everyone okay. but Houston. Every Everyone that is a Rangers fan in Texas uh, for sure. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the, 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 uh, definitely not Houston though. So for the 300 pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys signing out. <laughs>